Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, mate. Hello. Where the hell are you? Uh, I'm in Pret. You're in Pret? It's a little, it's a little boutiquey London restaurant. I don't know if you've heard of it. For anyone who doesn't know, the the fact that I found Joel in a pret is probably the most on-brand thing I could have physically done. Can you hear me eating? No, I don't want to hear you eating. Stop it, Joel. Right. So before we start, st- before we start this episode, listener, don't worry. Uh, Joel won't be uh, phoning the whole thing in. Well, he might be mentally, yeah, will but, be, not, yeah. <laughs> but not literally. I've got a bone to pick with you. So what's that? So I did in the first episode. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I did a I did a thing called um, Bob Marley and Me, and I thought yeah, I, I was really, well. I thought I was really brilliant. And I even admit in the episode I've not seen the film. Uh, but yeah. and this doesn't come up, but you have seen the film. Yeah, all right, I have seen it, yeah. But I don't think... I don't think the fact it's named after Bob Marley is a particularly important thing. Oh, I don't know. I think it's, it I think it's pretty stupid. throwaway. I think, I, you know, I assume maybe the dog was named after one of the other famous Marleys. Which one? Uh, the Country Marley. Yeah. Or um, the, the old bloke in Christmas Carol. Well, it wasn't, Joel, and I got some... Go I got some... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it now. I got some hate mail about it. Death threats? Yeah, so, so look, I apologise. I didn't realise the dog in Bob Marley and Me was Bob Marley. It, was, it actually honest, was, mate, so we made that film. I don't think um, Owen Wilson or Jennifer Anderson were particularly aware. I, I'm not sure it's a really important thing. I can't remember anything about that film other than the fact the dog dies. On that lovely note, should we have an episode? Yeah. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Dream Factory, a weekly podcast where we pit your movie ideas against our substantially superior cinematic masterpieces. The rules are simple, we can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where we'll have it etched onto papyrus by monks and then burnt at the summit of Kathmandu. I'm Joel, a man who puts the meow in homeowner, and across from me is John, a man so handsome that he's actually required by law to dress as badly as he does. Thank you very much. Yeah. I tried to write the perfect backhanded compliment. Did you like? Do you like this hat? Do you think I've done it? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's amazing how it fit on my head, and it still fits on my head now that I've got headphones on. Remarkable hat. 
Amazing. What it, what it lacks in uh, in stylishness, it makes up for in practicality. And size. And often I say that about you. And size. <laughs> and cultural offensiveness. Um, so, listener, if you, if you enjoyed that backhanded compliment, and I did, and I'll remind you of it now, John is a man so handsome that he's actually required by law to dress as badly as he does. Now, if you can think of a greater backhanded compliment to deliver John, uh, we'd very much like to see that in the reviews on iTunes. So just go to iTunes and review the podcast, which... Isn't it as simple on the iTunes app as you'd imagine, is it, John? It's actually quite difficult to do. Is it? I don't have a, a modern phone. No, I do. I have an Android. <laughs> so it means I have to go on the, the retro computers it's to do it. Alar- it's alarmingly complex. So if you've made it that far, thank you so much. And could you please write, just after you tick five stars, could you please write, John, uh, a backhanded compliment superior to that? Right, should we do some films? Yes, please. Hit me. Uh, Con has suggested... Rise of the Japes. He actually, I think he probably suggested Rise of the Planet of the Japes. Actually, I know Khan. He probably didn't. Yeah. So yeah. Rise of the Japes. Rise of the Japes. Okay. Let's, let's assume. Yep. He meant Rise of the Planet of the Japes. Where are you going to go with that? Um, okay. It's the Edinburgh Fringe, <laughs> and uh, Scotland has become independent and instilled a um, totalitarian dictator who uh, is fed up with all the fun and frills and laughter being had in Edinburgh and has tried to quash it. This is getting quite good. A band of young comedians hop on a train from King's Cross, (laughs) hop out at Carlisle, that's the other side of the country, Joel, and sneak across the border because the trains no longer go to Scotland anymore under this regime. Hadrian's oh. Wall. Hadrian's Wall is serious now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the half-assed Roman attempt at a wall. I'd like to know what Hadrian's Wall looked like in its heyday because I'm fairly certain I've never seen of a picture of it looking more than about a foot high. You just said Hadrian's Wall in its heyday. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Hey, Adrian. Pomp. Yeah. Hey. Hadrian. Hey, Hadrian. Yeah, it kind of works. Um <laughs> It's good enough. I want to see a picture of Hadrian's Wall in its heyday. I don't think it was ever like an insurmountable Chinese wall situation. They call it this. You know, it's called the Chinese wall. <laughs> you know that. You know that Chinese wall. You make it sound like the finger tree. <laughs> that Chinese. You know the Chinese wall, don't you? I would have broken into their premises, but they had a Chinese wall. <laughs> yeah, they built a Chinese wall. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think Hadrian's Wall was ever particularly much to shout about. Yeah. Um, and that's probably because of the aggression from the Picts. That's what the Scottish were called at the time, mate. Nice. Um, so, Hadrian's Wall has been Nothing restored. Nothing is not informative, Joel. Thank you very much. Hadrian's Wall has been restored to its initial um, design, courtesy of Hadrian. I mean, also embarrassing. The only thing he's remembered for is a shit wall, isn't it? Do you, do you know anything past that? About Hadrian? Yeah. No, I think he was a Roman emperor. My mum's uh, my French... And yeah. uh, we have a family friend called Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. I was thinking all. more of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> um, but, I mean, both great suggestions, mate. Uh, so Wait, so Sylvester Stallone, is he part of the Scottish boring lot yeah. or is he part of the comedy resistance? He is the dictator and he's doing a Scottish accent. <laughs> all right? Deal with that. So, And he hates laughter, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Famously. Yeah, famously hates laughter. Um, so they, they've wiped laughter out from Scotland. It's become a very serious nation. Mm. Um, and this band of merry comedians uh, head up to Scotland, sneak across Hadrian's Wall, which is now massive, by yeah. the way. Um, sneak through Hadrian's Wall, um, and they put on one big gig, Wayne's World 2 style. Huge. What comedy slash entertainment... Uh, disciplines do you think we need I'm thinking fire juggler 
Yep, I'd like to see... A small improv troupe? Yeah, definitely, 100%. They're going to get into any character. Uh, An impersonator. Satirical comedian. Discussing everything that's happening as it's happening. Yeah, of course, yeah, like narrating the whole thing. Yeah. And, I don't know, maybe one of those people that does, like, balloon tricks. And a surrealist. And a surrealist, yeah, (laughs) big time. Big time surrealist, yeah. Um, Maybe, I don't know, like a cabaret act for good measure. I like this idea, Joel. I'm surprised at how much juice you managed to get out of Planet of the Japes because I'd already come up before we even had this suggestion. The idea of Planet of the Apes had really been in my head because I think the most recent Planet of the Apes trilogy is probably like one of the best trilogies in cinema. Like that, it, it was like a sneak attack. People weren't expecting Dawn of the Planet of the Apes to be that good. No, or Rise. No, Rise is the first one, so they weren't expecting Rise, and then Dawn was great. Um, and then the most recent one, War 4, all really excellent. Yeah. And I'm, they've made the trilogy, I won't spoil it, but they've kind of tied it up in a bow. Not enough laughs in the trilogy, is that what you're saying? They are. But, right, what animal rising and taking over humanity would have a guaranteed laugh? Hyena. Penguins, right? Well, hyena, I mean, hyenas actually laugh, mate. I'm thinking penguins, right? Think, bear with me. We can go with your hy- hyena right, suggestion in a second. They've already got an internal hierarchy. We've got the en- emperor. We've got yep. king. Mm-hmm. We've got royal penguins, apparently. I googled it. Nice. And macaroni. The macaroni penguin, I'm not sure where. Italian? <laughs> Is it Italian? He uses flippers like really expressively <laughs> as he's talking. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, no, Joey. No, 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 no. No, not that. They won't be taking over uh, from humanity. They'll be taking off over from the apes. Whoa. So this is afterwards. Charlton Heston's on his knees. Nice. <laughs> and he looks out and he sees in the seas hundreds of thousands of penguins. Brilliant. I'm loving this. <laughs> Heading for the planet. They're like, don't worry, Charles. <laughs> how, do they, how do the penguins find out about it? So they, the virus that made humans die and, and apes talk somehow got to... The pole where penguins are. Yep. The whichever one that is. South. Uh, so maybe like some human, he's getting very ill and he thinks he's just got like hypothermia. It turns out he's got the the talking monkey death syndrome. Oh, I believe that's nightmare. what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like, his last breath, he coughs, and an emperor penguin just. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, I am um, Steve. So in your mind, all penguins sound like that toy penguin from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> What, uh, Wheezy. Squ- yeah, Wheezy. No. No, maybe it's funnier if they have really deep voices. Okay, good. Look, the, point, Joel, the point is the spectacle of thousands, penguins of thousands. versus apes. I'm up for it, mate. I'm more than up for it. <laughs> I'm loving it. Penguins versus talking apes. Yeah. Look, I'm not, we're not really here to. So where's, come... the hum- where's the japes coming into this? <laughs> penguins fighting apes is hilarious. Yeah, it's a tough sell, I think. <laughs> So I've got uh, Planet of the Japes, it's called. <laughs> Penguins fight monkeys. Yeah, where, where, where are the japes? <laughs> Penguins will be fighting monkeys, mate. Think, just imagine that, could you? Um, where does most of the fight happen, on land or sea? Because, I mean, either way, one of them's on the back foot. <laughs> I think it has to happen in the sea because penguins are seriously on the back foot. How, yeah, you're telling, well, have Earth. you ever seen a monkey swim? <laughs> what are you on about? No, that's happening at sea because that'll be fairer. Yeah, but <laughs> I assume in the time where the apes have learnt to wear clothes and become civil and ride they've horses. They've taken up swimming. <laughs> they've taken up swimming. Another cardio. thing the film won't cover. 
refuses to cover how have they travelled so much land mass it's like, it's like really clunky exposition he's like I didn't know apes could swim so well and he's like well we, we, do, we do it for cardio yeah we're always training um, two great suggestions next film you ready alright this one's coming from Simon it's Fridge Over the River Kwai yeah so oh, that's all I've got <laughs> um, you know the film Bridge Over the River Kwai yeah famous war film yeah they have to build a bridge under some testing circumstances alright so I'm, is it the sequel yeah the bridge has fallen down <laughs> and there are no there are no bridge building materials and there are no cold beverages um, yeah no 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 there are no building materials for the bridge but what they have got is a Beko uh, a tall Beko fridge yeah um, and they, they empty it out and they use it as a raft to get across the river quite look I can see you don't like this I can see you don't like this so I've got some more suggestions in a, in a similar vein good How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fridge of Spies. <laughs> right. Mark is a manager at Dixon's. And he's convinced that new starter Katie is stealing. So he installs several spies in the white goods section. You don't like that? Fine. <laughs> Hacksaw fridge. Andrew Garfield has bought a new fridge. He's had it delivered. Yeah. He's had to pay a lot of money for delivery, but he didn't pay. He shirked on the installation because that was an extra 50 quid. He's bought a Smeg, so that's quite expensive. He's had it delivered, and he's, had, he's paid for a specific time slot, so he didn't want to pay as well for the, uh, exact, like, for the installation. Yeah. So he goes to do it himself doesn't fit hacksaws it to bits <laughs> it's a tale it's an look it's basically an exploration in masculinity and those toxic gases that come out of fridges <laughs> yeah 
Does he make hacksaw fridge? <laughs> yeah, it's good, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a functioning pun on two levels. Thank you very much. And um, does he manage to get the fridge working at the end, or does he die from the fumes? Um, you don't know. Fade to black. <laughs> Just as he's about to drop the fridge into the place. He's like his head swimming from the fumes. You never know. Traditionally, in cinema, uh, if not in cinema, but like in a lot of narratives, if you're following the film from the point of view of a character yeah. and then it fades to black as they close mm-hmm. their eyes, that probably means they've died. Okay, well, this is uh, from the point of view of the fridge. <laughs> so, Or at the end of the credits, Andrew Garfield just, I'm all right. The, at the end of the, no, the fridge door shuts and the light goes off. What, has the fridge died, mate? No, it's what they do when the door shuts. The door's open for the whole time because that's where he needs to shave a bit of width off. So you're watching it from inside. You know that. You know when you see those shots from inside a fridge? Yeah. It's that for the whole film. You see him picking it on the shop floor. You see it getting delivered. <laughs> and there's like, on the trailer, there's like some like inspirational images in slow motion mm-hmm. whilst Andrew Garfield's just doing the, uh, the narration. And he says, life is kind of like a fridge. Yeah. When you close yourself off, the darkness comes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hacksaw fridge. <laughs> I say we stop recording now because that's the winner. But if you've got another suggestion, mate, come at me. Have we got time for another? Got another one? I I, I would suggest, because I've got another absolutely killer one. Yeah. And, get this, nothing to do with fridges. So that's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell. So I reckon, give me one, I'll give you one. Ooh. What about, this is from my own head. I've got a list, Joel. I'm just trying to think of one that I like. <laughs> I've written this one twice in my list by accident this is how much I like it right okay did you ever see the Clint Eastwood film about a boxer million dollar baby yeah um, is this a similar theme <laughs> to when we cover baby driver <laughs> we can rebuild him <laughs> Brewster's millions but with a baby yeah you know the film Brewster's millions no <laughs> good that you just fucking blagged that um Bruce's Millions, right? Look, I'm nothing if not with you at all times, Joe. So, yeah, and I wish you'd leave. <laughs> um, Bruce's Millions, he gets given a load of money, but in order to, I think, inherit more money, he has to spend all of that money without gaining anything. <laughs> what? That's like the it's worst like a mad moral, moral like, in a film I've ever seen. It's like, a, it's like a mad inheritance clause in his inheritance, right? Yeah. Um, so he gets given a million quid, and they, he has to spend it all within, like, three days, but he can't gain anything. Yeah. Um, and like he tries other stuff he goes to a racetrack just goes oh 500 grand on that horse and obviously wins um, it's actually quite it's actually like a family classic but imagine that but with a baby <laughs> <laughs> and is at the end he manages to get rid of it all but he's gained like the love of his life yeah, or pretty, yeah it's is that what that. it is yeah, yeah. Yeah. imagine that but with a baby <laughs> million dollar baby or is it um, is it the person that's backing boss baby is it like, <laughs> is it like the investor behind it all because no one really explains how the Boss Baby company is getting its money. Is there a, like a... So it's the sequel. Yeah, it's the sequel. No, this, it's a, yeah, it's a sequel. Boss Baby's made his millions. Goes, this goes wider than you think. <laughs> Million well, dollar baby. baby. spins around on his chair. I like that a lot. Cool. What have you got? Uh, are you ready for this, mate? Yeah. I've got the fault in our stars in our eyes. <laughs> Need I say more? No. Good. Thanks, guys. Um, it's been really good. Rate, review, subscribe. Hey, go on. So the fault in our stars in our eyes. Yeah. There has been a murder on the set 
of stars in our eyes. And it's up to Matthew Kelly to solve it. Oh, and so the murder is because, like, a light fitting fell. Mm-hmm. And so he becomes, like, the the safety police of the set. Yeah. Finding out the fault. Yeah. In our stars in our eyes. It's like a hardball. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be dead under a light fitting. <laughs> yeah, I like this. No, what you're saying no, is no, you no, like no, the no. title. Does Stars in Their Eyes exist outside of the UK? I assume there's international versions. Oh, surely. It's such a great format. I feel like the show's died since talent shows offer like a legitimate prize. Yeah. Um, so the format was members of the public with half-decent voices would come on and they'd give a few clues as to um, who they were going to be. They're going to be a celebrity. They're going to impersonate like a celebrity singer. And Matthew Kelly would, in his inimitable style, ask um, sort of probing questions. You know, how... And it was always like, I think there's an excellent Peter Kay sketch where they always answered, well, I was I was at home singing in the shower and my mum came home and said, turn that CD off. And that was the moment I realised I could sing. <laughs> That's like always what the answer is, essentially. Um, and then they say, tonight, Matthew, the final line before they go off and perform is, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be George Michael. And then they would disappear off stage and they would instantly come back through uh, like a smoky doorway. Yeah. And they would be dressed... As convincingly as the pop star as the, the makeup team could manage, yeah. uh, and they'd perform one of their hits. Yeah, it was brilliant TV. Really good. A much a much more innocent time, like you say. There was no real prize. I think the seri- I think at the end of the series there was like a best of, and someone did win it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, I don't think it was any big prize or anything. Uh, uh, so yeah, that that's kind of the the premise. The fault. I've just realised it should be called the fault in our stars in their eyes. Um, but there we are. I think that. The presenter, Matthew... Kelly, come on. Matthew Kelly. Uh, National treasure, Matthew he, Kelly. It's his fault. And he, it's a psychological drama about f- culpability and feeling He's been damaging blame. the set. Is that what you're saying? No. Matthew Kelly. Ah! Matthew Kelly has always wanted to be a performer. <laughs> He's always wanted to do the performance. Yeah. Um, and so he starts killing off other competitors until they are left with no choice but to put Kelly in. Yeah, and he's killed. And what he's like, he's gone a bit too far. And so he's killed the whole audience. Yeah, he's killed all the cameramen and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he kills himself. And they find the videotape of a man being both the interviewer and interviewee oh, yes. doing his own makeup being the entire audience <laughs> yes oh god is this the feds I feel worried that this is terrifying in an offensive way but I don't think it is no I've checked he's still alive <laughs> so it's fine is, it, is that is that what makes it okay yeah, suggesting I think so. that's what made it okay in my mind that's suggesting he's a lunatic Serial killer is fine because he's alive. No, I think um, everyone's fully aware that Matthew Kelly uh, has never <laughs> been convicted of being a serial killer. This is just an imagined Matthew Kelly. And yeah. also, I think he's versatile enough to play it. Jeff, I'll put that to you. <laughs> Jeff. I think Matthew Kelly could get inside the mind of Matthew Kelly, but is a serial killer. For legal reasons, let's call him Jeff Umelli. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Jeff Umelli. Yep. But is it a bit late to introduce that? <laughs> the 14 our stars in their eyes. Uh, right. I always say th- who wins, but I think you're... Is it Hacksaw Fridge? <laughs> is it Hacksaw Fridge? Or is it the fault, in the, st- the fault in our stars in our eyes? For me? Yep. Tonight? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. For, 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 for the fault in our stars. 
Amazing, really. I mean, that was a one-liner, that one. That was a real elevator pitch of a, of a film. <laughs> it's the kind where you think you could go to Hollywood execs, just hoping there'd be no secondary question. <laughs> yeah. Film idea. The fault in our stars in our eyes. Yes, commissioned. Oh, thank fuck for that. Because <laughs> the rest of this binder's blank. <laughs> and they accept it, and then you send them the the weird suicide tape of Jaffe <laughs> Melly. Right, John, um, it's pretty much the end of the show. And, and the way we know that is because uh, there's a knock on the studio door. The next booking's in. So we've oh. got to wrap things up. Um, come on in, come on in. Hey, it's National Treasure Matthew Kelly. What? I mean, what are the odds? He's he's uh, he's beckoning he, me to go outside and have a word with him. He looks furious. Bear, sorry, guys. Bear with me one second. So, uh, yeah, so I just had a chat with uh, Matthew. What's he got to say? And uh, how how has he managed to already hear what we've been talking question about? Matthew Kelly. He's not happy. Shit. He says, he says that all the allegations, all of them... Can't be proved. Cleared, and that what we've said is frankly offensive. Oh, God. So, uh, so he said, whatever we do... Make sure this never makes it to iTunes. Fine. Okay, cool. Um, if you do happen to find this on iTunes, be sure to uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Do all of that. Absolutely subscribe, and you'll get the, the new issues. New issues! <laughs> There's also a fanzine that we're doing with this show um, full of uh, Matthew Kelly fan art. Um, there will be... Uh, and backhanded compliments and towards And backhanded John. compliments, yeah. Uh, there is a zine that comes out, but do also rate, review, and subscribe, and you'll get the brand new podcast in the early hours of Tuesday morning for your Tuesday morning commute. What a treat. Uh, and you can find us in all the social places. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.